0: Uh, Bloomberg, I, I was reading an article this morning saying that uh, talking about all the downturn and the, uh, you know, the the landscape is going to be terrible this year for real estate. And, and you know what, maybe we're obviously very centralized in Ottawa, but uh, mm-hmm. maybe across Canada, that is accurate. But being the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, obviously, we're delivering Ottawa news um, and it's shaping up in Ottawa to be another another busy year. So. Buckle up and uh, get
1: your off for You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell.
2: Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today.
0: Yes. Hello, everyone. I Welcome. It, yes. Welcome to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, which is produced and directed from Ottawa, <laughs> <laughs> <State> out of <laughs> Ottawa. Uh, I'm joined. My name with is the Paul hosts. Baker. Yeah, the hosts. Everywhere. Everywhere, all the time. Um, My name is Paul Stevenson. I am a a mortgage agent. And uh, I'm here with Greg Campbell, realtor and managing director at The Agency Ottawa. Uh, The agency? Haven't done that in a few weeks, actually. Uh, And David Warren, mortgage agent and owner at Referral Mortgages. Gentlemen, how are we doing?
1: End of January. I can't believe it's already end of January. It's ridiculous.
2: Neither can I. I couldn't believe when it was by. New Year's Day at the end of January.
0: <laughs> so we're a month in. How uh, how do you guys feel that the market is shaping up compared to I, what we expected at the beginning of the winter?
1: So I'll, I'll speak from my side for this week before Greg gets into you know numbers or or what he's seen just more kind of anecdotally. Um, I'm seeing a lot more activity of people. Wanting to be getting pre-approved, this last couple of weeks um, purchases, like you know, I'm even waking up this morning to purchase agreements um, from buyers from yesterday. Um, you know, I think that it is pick it up, and I think it will shape up like we were talking about weeks ago. I think it will be a busier spring than people anticipated.
2: I think we kind of anticipated it. Or we we did. talked about it, anyways. But, you know, a lot but, of people.
1: But Globe and Mail and people, and, uh, and this Ottawa Citizen does not.
2: <laughs> yeah, and some of our listeners did not either approve. I saw actually an article today talking about a
1: uh,
0: Bloomberg. I was reading an article this morning saying that uh, talking about all the downturn and the uh, you know the the landscape is going to be terrible this year for real estate. And and you know what? Maybe we're obviously very centralized in Ottawa, but uh, mm-hmm. maybe across Canada, that is accurate, but being the Ottawa real estate podcast, obviously we're delivering Ottawa news. Um, and it's shaping up in Ottawa to be another, another busy year. So buckle up and, uh, get your offers in. (laughs) Uh, every every time we say that, every time we talk on the show about, uh, you know, things are heating up and get your offers in. It's always, you know, we're, we're looking out for ourselves and we're trying to, you know, hold up the market and get people excited but i mean we're, we're literally spitting fact we're not like there's no benefit to us saying it's busy if it isn't like it's not going to make people then go out and buy but uh it is our duty i feel like as professionals to advise people as to where the market sits and if it is a good time to buy which it is right now with prices still being temporarily lower than they were a year ago um you know i think it's our responsibility to to explain that to people and if there's if they're currently shopping to you know, potentially get in sooner and later so that they can take advantage of the uh, likely uptick this year
1: in Ottawa. The, um, the your thing- comment about that, I would say is um, also there's proposed uh, changes by OFSI that they announced beginning of January that they're doing a consultation on. OFSI is the, um, uh, the Office of Financial Services. Um, they are um, looking at restricting. Qualifying rates for individuals on uninsured mortgages. So people putting more than twenty percent down. The um, they even spoke about that the default rates in Canada, or the or people current on their mortgage, is at ninety nine point eight six. Uh, sorry, ninety nine point eight six percent of Canadians are current on their mortgage, meaning like outrageously low default rates uh, still. Mm-hmm. But that they are proposing, they're doing a period right now until April 1st, 2023, uh, getting feedback from the uh, mortgage industry, banks, uh, mortgage professionals, uh, proposed changes to restricting debt servicing. um, Meaning, you know, kind of they're looking at likely a multiple of four times their income um, instead of just the GDS, TDS uh, calculation. So that as well will restrict what people, will limit what people can, buy on their own, uh, and I think that that will, you know, again, that's April 1st that so they're doing consultations still, and every time they've said this on any other rule changes, they do, uh, they, they're they already make going to make a, make a change, it's just a matter of to what degree. Uh, oh. So I think, you know, certainly based on that as well, that there will be changes later this year to restrict people's qualifying, uh, similar to 2018, and they brought in a stress test and all that, um, it would be wise for people listening. Um, to maybe consider buying, if they're thinking of buying, buying maybe in that spring timeframe instead of later on in the summer, because um, we don't know what those changes are going to be.
2: Very interesting to hear. That's probably going to be big news in the next uh, couple of months.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's... Creating, I mean,
0: stress, it, stress tests don't work. Let's just yeah. change the rules. Right? We'll, t- we'll change the rules of the game eh? and just... Uh, Classic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we saw it in 2018. People, you know, didn't... After those rule changes in 2018, bringing the stress test, um, home values actually increased incrementally quicker than previous, uh, than prior. People just get, you know, it just means bringing on another a sibling or a parent on as a co basically, or having more people on is what ended up happening after the 2018 changes. Um, but, you know. Again, when people want to buy a house, they will, Um, and especially here in Ottawa, where, again, like we always talk about, of of incomes being so strong that, um, you know, likely won't impact our market, immediate market, as much. But it is something to be cognizant of if you're on the cusp of what you qualify for now, um, and, you know, you're kind of worried and, and you are wanting to buy this year, it's something to maybe think about or keep in the back of your mind um, and keep a pulse on what those when those changes might come into effect to uh to get in sooner rather than later so sp- speaking of changes we uh we saw last
0: week we, we were kind of alluding to potential increases from the bank of uh, bank of canada and uh we saw that so we did see rates increase by the same by 25 basis points which is what we were kind of expecting i think everyone was kind of expecting um you know quarter to a half percent Happy to see it was a quarter and not a half. How do you guys see this impacting uh, the current market? And I'll, I can give my feedback as well after uh, after you guys.
1: Yeah,
2: the <laughs> rates. I mean, it hasn't uh, affected anything in in my business as of yet. No one's really talked about it because everyone that's been approved is getting approved. It's used to their current rates and they're, you know, they're just like, oh, there's a rate increase, whatever. Like, <laughs> what, like, what's my new... What, what do I need to do? Like, you know, what do I need yeah. to do? No one's like up in arms, like it's a disaster. So it's kind of, uh, it's interesting to see. But, you know, the, the, the thing that I want to make sure that everybody is clear on, that the, the prices are down. The prices may continue to trend down. Based on the statistics that I'm doing, the prices are still trending down. But I'm seeing more multiple offers than ever anticipated. And everyone needs to be aware of that now the multiple offers are happening on on nice properties we've said this a million times properties that are are nice and they're priced well and they're not selling for like 50 100 150 over they're selling for like you know 10 20 over and sometimes they're selling over with conditions so it's just something i want everyone to be prepared for if you see that home that you really like at four hundred and fifty thousand, and think that you're wow I'm going to get a deal. You know, there's another 10 of you potentially that are seeing the same thing. Flip side of that, I have an interesting experience last week. We were looking for, uh, Luca and I, we do uh, these property tours for Reels for Instagram just to showcase other agents' homes, do a collaborative um, approach to promoting uh, properties and promoting our business. And um, when we were looking for new homes to shoot let's say i'm looking in a suburban neighborhood and there's 20 listings for sale and in each suburb that i that i looked at for that specific type of property out of those 20 for sale 15 of them were vacant three of them were tenant occupied and maybe two of them were owner occupied Hmm. and that was something and and i don't know if that's just an anomaly because it was one day that i went online but i looked i was bar haven canada and orleans And all of those neighborhoods, like basically 75% of the listings that I looked at were vacant. So for us, and we're trying to go showcase a home that's like, you know, maybe beautifully staged or the homeowner, like pride of ownership in the house, but all these homes are empty. Mm -hmm. So that was surprising because I didn't think I would see it be that high. Like when I started seeing vacant, 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 I was like, wow. So I'm seeing all these vacant homes and I'm, I'm sitting here wondering, like, you know, they've, they've already dropped in price. They understand that they missed the market. They have dropped in price because they had a property to move into, which is why they're vacant. So now they're in a position where the seller, you know, they want to sell. They may have borrowed uh, more against the home that they, they should have at the time. But of course, everyone was unaware what was going to happen. They're into their new house. Now the price has come down, but they have to go that they have to sell that home. So I'm saying like for all you buyers out there, especially you first time buyers that are sitting there waiting for this, this magical dream home to come on, there are so many opportunities out there for you to get into the real estate market right now uh, and just do a little bit of work or, or wait, like they're all livable, you know, they just don't have like new flooring, new windows, new kitchen, new bathrooms, you know, but they're livable. Go in, get a great deal, And do some work over time and have a a solid investment and a a place to live and and be in in the game. But I'm, I just, it was surprising to me knowing how many first-time buyers are out there that aren't taking advantage of these opportunities of these vacant properties that I'm seeing in Ottawa everywhere.
1: Or or do you think that because with 75% being vacant, um, obviously it's hard to say whether they, you know, the reasoning behind it, but Uh, so much to be vacant. Do you, do you have, do you feel that the, that there's still room for prices to decrease in Ottawa, or do yeah, you think that absolutely yeah? okay?
2: Uh, I, I, and and it's funny because I I didn't I wouldn't have said that before, but with the way that the new ones that I'm talking about where the multiple offers are happening, like these homes are in my in my mind, they're fifty thousand less. They're they're, they're uh, pricing 50000 fifty thousand less than what they should have. Like for example, a townhome listed at five hundred thousand that's worth that would have been maybe 625 last year. Okay. Listing at 500, five offers in the first 12 hours, sold for like just under 550, I think. So you know yeah. what I mean? But the 550 is, I, I would say, is the value of that home. Yeah. So that's so it's back to this, you know, it's it's the old strategy, new strategy. Mm-hmm. which is the thing because do you guys do you guys remember when the market started going crazy it was $4.99.9 was the hot number for a yeah, town yeah, home yeah. right yeah every town home was $4.99.9 then all of a sudden like you know months later it was like 5 dollars was a town home thing then it was like 6 dollars we're just like what's going on
0: yeah.
2: yeah right and then that was that was the peak in the cap and that that didn't last very long but the 4 dollars to the $5.99 was wild and now there's a lot sitting at the $4.99.9 so the nice one comes at a $4.99.9 You've got another 70 townhomes out there that looked horrible that are priced at, you know, 545, mm-hmm. five thirty nine nine that started at like 575 a few months ago. You know, they're just, you know, no one's even looking at those. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, talk, talk to your agent. And if you see something at 550 and it's been sitting for 90 days, go in and, and offer 480, 490 mm-hmm. and see what happens. They're going to negotiate. They're not going to tell you to beat it because it's a low offer and they're insulted after 90 days on the market and the property's vacant. Just negotiate if you don't want to come up as much as the seller wants. Don't, but I'm telling you, man, like there's you you can work, you can you can get magic can happen for home buyers right now. You yeah, know? The, and
0: the, something now can be uh, taken advantage of. The APSs I've been seeing recently have about 40 strike-throughs on the price. It's like, there's yeah. clearly negotiations happening. It's like, you know, I have to literally, it's like, where's Waldo trying to find the actual final sales price? Because there's so many lines going through that section. Um, but to your point, Greg, like as a buyer now, it's certainly not the seller's market that we were in uh, over the last few years. Like this is the opportunity where you can actually negotiate, you can put in your conditions. Uh, the last three APSs I've gotten all have conditions on them for inspection, for financing. Like mm-hmm. now, now is a good time to actually go in there. And if you don't like what you, what you see, you can still walk away, you know, you can get in the game. And if you get the, the, uh, you know, the, the deal, as you put it, uh, that you want move forward. And if, if some doesn't smell right or if the price doesn't come to where you want, then, you know, there's no obligation to buy it. So.
2: No. And here's, here's another quick story. So I was in a multiple offer last week with one of our clients from the show. Um, and it was very interesting because we waited a week, um, know we wanted to go back and see it and you know they initially said well if we can't go this weekend i'm like we got to go back because my guess is that this is going to be sold if we don't go back and see it and submit an offer they're like okay let's go do it so we go and do it we submit an offer under list with conditions it's been on the market for almost 200 days okay we submit an offer under list which was 50 down from where it was listed at before so we're under list um and then two hours before they're going to look at the offer they get another offer right and i'm like okay well now we're competing guys and so we, we come up to what they're comfortable with their max they're comfortable with with conditions and it sold no conditions under list price hmm. so it's still sold 10,000 under list but it's sold with no conditions yeah. so there's lots of, there's lots of little ways you can you can deal with it but we lost luckily the same day we'd seen another one and we submitted on that and right now we're just uh we're just in the conditional period, but that one's going to go through. So they found the house, and it's a super nice house for them. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'd love to see uh, a statistic. You love to what? See that listing?
0: No, I'd love to see the statistic of how many secondary offers come in after the first one when things sit for so long, and then well, we're, we're putting I know, in an offer, you... and then it's well, we just got another, believe it or not, after a 90 days. I,
1: you well, know what? I've is, had it. I've had it on listings of mine, like where I've listed a property and it sat and. You know, you get, you don't get anything in for three, four weeks and you just, on this, that one day, one person hears that an offer is being submitted and they're like, well, shit, we don't want to miss out. And it's kind of that mentality again. And people, yeah, they start coming in. I've, I've had it on a flip before. It's pretty, uh, pretty ridiculous because you're stressed up until then. And then they kind of just like flood in. But that's yeah, funny. What's the, the, the magic of
2: the 24-hour it. irrevocable, right? mm mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you ask the agent, Do you, are you guys actually going to push the 24-hour irrevocable? And then, you know, most times they're like, yeah, the client wants to. We have it signed, signed document. We're going to go for and, it. Then, and that's, where, and it, that's
1: right? where like having a good listing agent as well for um, somebody, instead of selling themselves, selling a property on their own, um, is that an offer comes in with that 24-hour irrevocable, that, that listing agent is calling everyone that's come through the property uh, over the last probably, you know, few months. Calling every realtor, seeing if there's any traction because this is an offer now, um, and a lot of times this is able to drum up uh, additional action uh, on that property because of that. And whether it be just you know again representing their seller and and doing the best and you know working their best interest to to get them the best offer possible. But um, I I certainly find that all the time. And, and you know when people sell or list on their own, they don't have that database of who to kind of contact, and a lot of times end up leaving money on the table even with having to uh, pay commissions. Greg,
0: when you're, when you're out with clients on the buying side, how often do they see something they really like, but the response is, well, let's just, you know, let's give it some time. Let's see what happens. If for that exact it's, reason, like they love it, but maybe let's just see what else is out there. they like so it was of- like
2: that. It was like that all the time. And then it changed during, you know, pandemic times, obviously. Now it, the last few months, it went fully back to that. Like since last September, that's all that it was. So, you know, basically you had a lot of people just, no one was really pulling the trigger, you know, media hype, prices are going to go down, the market's crashing, recession as well, you know, uh, getting so much information from other sources, family members as well, which is no, not necessarily a bad thing, but they couldn't, no one could really make their up their mind. Now I'm finding that with people that I'm, speaking with especially for the first time i'm just making it very clear i'm like i'm like watch the show i'm like here's here's the stats i go this is what i'm seeing i've been i've been in the business for a long time i go yeah i just want you to be prepared to know exactly what's going on so that and i say like i'm never going to tell you what to do and what not to do like i'm here to kind of help you through the process and i'll i'll voice my opinion when you ask i go but ultimately you have to make the decision on your own and i think it's Kind of the same as in any change in a market where something has to happen to the buyer a few times before they really go, oh shit, okay, I, I need to get off my ass and, and figure this out. Because if you just walk into it and win, a lot of the time you feel like you've made a mistake because of all the outside influence as well, right? You're like, oh, well that was easy. Like maybe I could have got a better price or maybe that didn't work, right? You know, so if you get in, you lose, and then it creates a bit of urgency and you kind of understand and you don't want to miss the next one. So that's, it's starting to happen again.
1: Yeah. You know? It'll be interesting. Like we said, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, to your original question, Paul, of the rate increase this past week of how we kind of see that <laughs> changing things or, or impacting people. I mean, it, it equates to a fifteen an increase of $15 for every 100000 um in loan amount unfortunately not like substantial, but it does add up. Um, you know, once you've all kind of got had all these other increases, the fortunate side is that they've, in, that they kind of are indicating that this will be the last increase for a while and that they're going to like wait, see how, you know, kind of the ripple effect through the economy. So um, I think it'll be interesting to see how that does impact, you know, borrowers just, you um, debt levels, like, you know, what they're able to actually cover on their debts and their mortgages, um, and how that plays out over a given period of time, because there's still been a lot of savings from, you know, the kind of COVID, people not spending for those couple of years that people still have excess savings that they've been, you know, burning through because maybe they're not making enough, like maybe they haven't been making enough to cover their bills, but they've had these added savings from during those two years of COVID that they're now burning through those those extras. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see over the next few months. Um, how these, not just this latest increase of a quarter point, but just the compounded like eight increases have, um, will be on on people's uh, affordability. And we're seeing on the business side that um, larger companies have started laying off in the tens of thousands employees, whether it be, you know, Google and Meta and all these in the 10, 15,000 employee range, uh, because their cost of you know, they're seeing their sales drop, like dropping or uh, cost of borrowing on their their debts they have for the business increasing, and they're already making uh, changes accordingly. So I think Mm -hmm. it'll take some time for that to really kind of ripple out. But um, yeah, in in the hopes that it does decrease uh, drop inflation, but it doesn't, you know, but there is that. Not a or isn't that a big impact or strong impact of like a strong deep recession or anything like that, just that it's uh you know kind of some short-term pain and then kind of I'm hoping mm-hmm. and then uh and then the rates start dropping, but um I did I was speaking to a realtor this weekend about the increases, and he was saying that there was a pl- property that they were offering on for 800,000, and shortly like short time ago, properties, all the comparables are selling at a million. The sellers are having to sell because their mortgage their mortgage payments are up to five thousand a month, and they just cannot afford it at all. And they just need out, and they're just they don't care about taking a bath on it. They just need out because they can't afford those payments, mm-hmm. and they don't want to go into default or anything like that. Um, so, I think more and more stories like that will likely come out, especially when you've got vacant properties. Um, like so many vacant properties, like how how long can people? carry two properties mm-hmm. they've obviously moved on or they you know um builder um it's maybe new construction and they just haven't closed on it i don't know um yeah i think it'll, take, I think it'll it's, take it's, it it's it is going to
2: be interesting to see the next little bit for that they got you know your comments and me saying what i'm seeing with all the vacant properties mm. out there it's it's wild you know there's there's kind of a prediction i was reading a new update on mortgage sandbox i like that site and they're predicting with the trend of, of where prices are going now that by December 2023 the pricing will be the same as December 2021 like exactly the same um, I mean I, I see that I see that as a possibility just the mm-hmm. way things are going I did a little rundown for Canada this weekend uh, this week quickly or for the last four weeks I don't have the visuals as I mentioned guys just because I've been traveling but um, there's uh, for town i just did townhomes and i did rentals just to get a perspective uh, the average active listed townhome in canada right now is $711,000 47 days on market there's 27 listings there's 5 that conditionally sold in the last week averaging 639,000 31 days on market and 13 sold at 607,000 21 days on market So every week that I'm doing these stats, the trend is massively downwards. Like actives versus conditional and sold, the solds are almost always um, below now what the conditionals are and what the actives are. And the, the thing that I'm most interested in seeing next month is if the conditional sales that are higher than the solds end up coming down to where the solds are now or if they stay a little bit higher. You know what I mean? If January kind of becomes this people got a good deal in January type thing, I and it's, it's intriguing to watch. And with the rentals, there's 57 active. Um, average active price is $2,571 with so 40 days on market. And there was 34 rented in the last seven days. The average price is 2,409, 37 days on market. So again, the rental prices are coming down almost $100, $150 on average in all the suburbs every, every time I'm doing these stats. So if you are a landlord and you need a certain amount to cover or you're already losing, expect to lose a little bit more, I think, because the competition is fierce, unless, you're, unless your property is spectacular.
1: The, um, something you, with the rentals, and you mentioned about kind of covering, um, it reminded me of uh, from a colleague, kind of asking the question of can a landlord increase a tenant's rent? Um mm-hmm. it, it they were speaking to they had two clients that they were speaking with, uh, or prospective clients um that are currently renting and their landlords trying to arbitrarily like mid-lease mm-hmm. increase their rent um because clearly their payments have gone up and they're trying you know they're now at a loss so they're just trying to increase it. Um those of you listening that are uh renters or if you deal with renters make sure that they know what their what what you know the laws are a a landlord can't just arbitrarily mid-lease increase rents um you know and it's it's unfortunate that a lot of individual like you're saying like you know 56 places for rent like these are individual landlords a lot of them have never a lot have never rented out properties uh before or or really look into Mm -hmm. what's what's legal or not but you cannot just you know, if you have something rented for $2,000 a month and they're in a one-year lease, you, after six months, you can't just say, oh, we're increasing it to 2200 Um, So, you know, it's really, even after that lease is done and they're month-to-month, you can only increase based on the CPI. Uh, so those of you that might be renting, if you're going through the situation of your landlord um, is trying to just increase your rent, reach out to landlord and tenant board. If you're a landlord and you're thinking of doing this, understand that you cannot legally do this and that you need to uh, look into the, the Landlord Tenant Board Act. But um, just, you mentioned about landlord being like underwater bid or, or vacant properties mm-hmm. and all that. It just, just kind of uh, reminded me of that. It's, I wonder uh, how many- yeah, 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 it's good.
2: Well, that's what we're here for, right?
1: I wonder how many rental units,
0: again, always wondering what these statistics would be. I have a lot of hypothetical <laughs> statistics. Um, I wonder what the stats would be for like number of rental properties that are in variable rates. Because I mean, all those like every one of those landlords is right. is certainly not cash flowing, you would imagine, based on the increases we've seen. Yeah, I
1: mean, I think it was something in the neighborhood of sixty or seventy percent of home buyers during COVID when basically we're at a quarter point for the overnight rate, um, got into variable rate mortgages. And whether that was an arm meaning adjustable rate mortgage where it fluctuates or a variable rate where it's static but everyone hit their trigger point on those oh. variable rate mortgages so they would have increased
0: producer steve i don't know if it would be possible but i i sent a um basically like a, a, an, a like a reel basically of all the announcements from uh the pm uh, Bank of Canada. It was like a whole reel explaining like rates are not going to go up. It was like all basically like uh, like four or five different instances of people yeah. being like, like laughing at reporters for even suggesting that rates are going to increase. Uh, and here we are. <laughs> yeah. But I think I said that in the Facebook group. I don't know if that's that uh, <laughs> cool, but um, following up, uh, thanks to those stats, Greg. We, we've been talking recently or we, we mentioned a few times on the show about... Uh, the impersonators and I think that was about maybe two three weeks ago uh, the people that were using title fraud and and basically posing as the homeowners to list sales Uh, Bloomberg released an article uh, over the weekend saying uh, mortgage and title fraudsters who impersonate homeowners and tenants have targeted at least 32 properties in Ontario and BC investigators and official warnings suggest so this said let me just see here King's investigations include the case of the Toronto condo owner, uh, Mafia Yu, I think that was the one we talked about on the show, who discovered that their two-bedroom downtown property had been listed and sold last year for $970,000 for someone using their name. Uh, and then it says this type of title fraud was once very, very rare, but it now seems like every other file that's coming in is a total title fraudster. So it's on the rise. Fraud is on the rise must be inflation. It's on the rise.
2: And the thing that's too bad is that comments like that are going to freak people out. Like I got people asking me about it now, you know, what they can do to protect themselves. So I think it's kind of a conversation that lawyers are going to have to prepare for big time. They're going to have to be ready to have an answer to them and how it's going to be, how they're going to be protected.
1: So in that article, they, um, and and I I wasn't reading not the Bloomberg one, but there was other, obviously there's been a, a lot of articles about it uh, recently. Um, Someone that I remember, I remember from a FCT presentation on fraud a uh, number of years ago, first Canadian title, they are the, one of the ma- the, um, the the major uh, title insurers is for those, you know, for fraudsters, they look for properties that do not have a mortgage on them um, that are free and clear. Those are the people that they're targeting um, because then they can sell the property and get all of the proceeds into their bank account and be able to take off with that whole, like, 900,000. Um and so one thing that they were actually um saying and and for those of you that don't realize like all of that information of whether you have a mortgage registered on title is actually public record. Um you can look it up to see if something's registered on title. You can't see what your existing current balance or payment or anything like that is, but you can see whether there's a mortgage registered on title. Uh so what they were suggesting is is actually whether you're using it or not but even um and this is where some of those numbers for, for the HELOCs are skewed, but that it's a good idea if you have a free and clear property to even put on like a HELOC uh, registered on your mortgage, that whether you intend to use it or not, just having that registered on title um, becomes another layer or barrier uh, that somebody, a fraudster is not seeing a free and clear property. Uh, they're seeing a mortgage registered because a, a HELOC or a secured line of credit is a mortgage product and that is registered. So you might have a limit of 500,000, you can have a zero balance. You're not paying any interest on it, but it is on title and it does for people that are looking for defrauding somebody. They are looking for properties that are free and clear. So um, I remember that being one suggestion that they had, especially for elders, for those that have older parents um, to because those are typically the, the elder community is always targeted Mm -hmm. um, of, you know, checking, maybe speaking to your parents, finding out what they have um, to see about maybe, putting like registering at HELOC or something of that nature um, where it kind of is a deterrent.
2: Great idea, man.
1: The um, it's, and and for those, you know, for all those stories, like for anything where they've defrauded people, I mean, that's where your title insurance. So when you're closing on a property, whether it's be a a purchase, refinance, whatever you'll have, you'll see a line item under disbursements with your lawyer um, and you'll see title insurance. And I think, Tim Hudak, the CEO of uh, Rico, um, had a, a comment, and I think it was it's like a dollar for every thousand or something like that. Like in, in in purchase price is the is for title insurance, like the cost of it, um, and and it is protecting you. That should you're ever defrauded, um, that that kicks in and basically covers all the legal, makes you whole any loss in any capacity. There's other aspects too that title insurance covers, but it is certainly, I mean, every bank requires homeowners to have it, but uh, but it's certainly something where um, you wanna make sure that it is, it is on there. Great info.
2: That's the answer <laughs> that everyone's <laughs> been waiting to hear, David. <laughs> that's true. And that's a very good point. So I don't think a lot of people, and again, another misconception, right? People are going to hear about it. They're going to think that, that they're in danger, but they're not really yeah. in danger.
1: Yeah. I mean, it would suck coming home from vacation and, uh, you know, somebody else yeah. is living in your home. Uh, but I mean, but, that, but, so, but so to least, your point, is. it's like,
2: it makes sense. Like it makes sense the way that they're doing it, right? The target they, is is clear.
1: And have they, and and Greg, this is on the realtor side, because I know one article is kind of suggesting it Um of looking for multiple pieces of ID for people listing that 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 yeah. maybe is kind of something that they're talking about for realtors and, um, yeah it like, might go that route ID,
2: it might go um, driver's license and passport <laughs> or other type of identification like I mean <laughs> if we're like not there them yet to that property that, yeah yeah there should there's going to be something else um I don't know I don't know what that's going to look like but I'm sure that's mm-hmm. coming. Another thing uh, just quickly popped into my head, you saying that, it looks like, I think it's the first week of April that sellers will have the option of disclosing what another buyer bids on their property in a multiple offer situation. Mm. I believe that's happening in April. There's a couple other okay. things. I'll, I'll have more info on that next week. There's a few new rules coming to coming into effect for yeah, real estate in Ontario.
0: There were some whispers of that last year, and we I think we're all very, uh, yeah, pro. it's happening. That's interesting. Totally okay, pro, can, totally for it. We can find, we can find out some more info on that, and uh, we can make that yeah. a topic for next week as
1: well. That awesome. will be my task. Well, should we, uh, were you able to locate those mood boosts? Should we uh, slide into them? I have them. Yeah, we're good to go. I got three.
0: Uh, let's see here. Number one if April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims, of course. Mayflower pilgrims. It
2: took, it took me a second there. It took wow. me, and I, for me, take a second on that
0: one. I'm kind of surprised at myself. I'm, I'm a little disappointed was, in myself, is what I should say. <clears throat> yeah. uh, number two, I was uh, wanting to tell you a cow joke, but you've probably heard them all.
1: Ah, yeah. mm. Yes. Mm. That one's a little easier. That one's yeah, a little easier. Yeah. <laughs> can't miss that one I'm the simple minded <laughs> like me
0: <laughs> this is uh, this is my favorite uh, number three my wife asked if i could clear the kitchen table i had to get a running start but i made it nice. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all the long jumpers out there high jumpers okay. um thank you for listening make sure to subscribe if you haven't already we're we're nearing that thousand mark on youtube which is uh, which was kind mm-hmm. of our goal leading into this year so if you haven't already Uh, Make sure to subscribe, share with a friend, everyone. If if all listeners have one friend subscribe, we'll be we'll be buzzing. Uh, Also, uh, be sure to nominate. We have been nominated. Vote, sorry, we've been nominated for the Faces Award for Podcast of the Year in Ottawa. Great job, gentlemen. Uh, So, if you haven't already, you can vote once per day, and I think voting closes February fifteenth. So, still a couple weeks left on that. Uh, And as always, we'll be back next week. Looking forward to it, gentlemen. Any closing remarks, thoughts? Nope,
2: nothing. Nothing Robert at all right, all right now.
0: Great, I've said it all. That, that was—I
2: actually enjoyed that show. it was a lot of uh, very good information for our, our listeners and viewers. I hope that they feel the same. <laughs> and sure also remember, if you, if, you, if you have any questions or comment, leave them leave them below, <laughs> or just uh, give, give me give us a call if you want like a private call, a consultation, just a, it's a conversation, you know. Doesn't matter where you action. take our voice or not, it's better to have s- some personal conversations with some solid questions and some solid answers from some great, great guys. Right, guys? <laughs> We're great.
0: <laughs> You're great. Enjoy the hot weather, Greg.
2: Thank you. I will. Right. I'll see you again see next guys. week. I'll we be a little bit more
0: tanned. <laughs> All right. Later. All right. Jesus.
1: Jesus.
2: Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe
0: because we'd really like that.